0: Welcome back to another edition of the Disney Dish podcast with Jim Hill. This is a five-minute dish, a real quick episode on Rogue One. Jim, welcome to the show. Hey, Len. All right, so Jim, you saw the uh, Rogue One, the movie, mm-hmm. before uh, before anyone else. You got to see uh, Disney invited you to a preview. Oh, by the way, uh, spoiler alert: we will be talking about different aspects of the show. So if you don't uh, don't want to hear it, uh, stop stop listening now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Jim, you uh, you got to see the show. what'd you think of it
1: um i uh, to be honest i you know i really enjoyed it but again it's it's kind of the lego equivalent of a movie in that it 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 sort of clicks right into new hope um you know i mean i it's hard not to appreciate the craft of the thing i mean from you know for example when you look at peter cushing you know or mof tarkin in, in this thing and And, you know, it's just there's still a part of your brain that goes, wait a minute, that guy's been dead since 1994.
0: You know, I I turned to Laurel. I was like,
1: isn't Peter Cushing dead? (laughs) We couldn't figure it out. (laughs) You know, and, you know, for me, you know, that you have to understand that there was so much writing on this movie because the thing I mean, face it, Disney paid all this money for Lucasfilm and you know last year all the pressure was on whether or not force awakens could in fact you know well, uh, restart the, the the Star Wars franchise mm-hmm. and you yeah. know and move the the trilogies forward to you know i mean people forget that when uh lucas did the interviews around when empire came out he talked about how he was initially envisioning a nine-part nine part series right, right. and <laughs> and now if you talk with anybody at Lucasfilm, it's like, oh, it's ongoing. Don't don't say no. Oh, yeah, we're gonna,
0: we're gonna do what a year. Yeah, well, <laughs> for no, the foreseeable future. Yeah, sure.
1: that's that's actually the the, the key here, Len. That that once that one was out the door, the question was, okay, so can we expand our horizons? Can we do, you know, can we take other pieces of the Star Wars universe mm-hmm. and bring them to the screen? So this was the first. Uh, it, they called it for a while the Star Wars anthology series. Now it's just known as the Star Wars story series. And this is actually John Knoll, the head of um, uh, creative development for the studios. That he's he's a, an effects guy for years, who actually came to Kathleen Kennedy with the idea of this movie. Kathleen's mm-hmm. the president of Lucasfilm, right. and she was the one where it's like, oh, you know, we, <laughs> you know, can we do this movie? And it, you know, and, and more to the point, if we open this door. What else can we do? And so, um, you know, there was... So,
0: so let's, let's talk about the premise of the movie. The, the yep. entire premise of Rogue One mm-hmm. is literally the first paragraph of Star Wars Episode Four, mm-hmm. A New Hope, uh, the crawl. The first paragraph in the opening crawl of Star Wars is the story of how the rebels got the plans to the Death Star. That's this entire movie. And, and, and so the premise of the movie comes from the first 30 seconds of the Star
1: Wars film. And and not to belabor the obvious here, but you know anyone who sees has seen the movie knows there's not going to be a rogue two, you know. Um,
0: yeah, so yeah, so uh, so yeah, the, we we talked about spoilers here, but let me let me let me segue into that. Yep. You and I mm-hmm. talked to somebody who had, and we won't name names. Mm-hmm. Talked to somebody who had seen the original cut of the film mm-hmm. before. Uh, Disney ordered, before Bob Iger ordered reshoots. Mm-hmm. And the person that saw this film said it was the darkest of the Star Wars films he had seen. And he said not in a way like Empire Strikes Back was dark mm-hmm. because in Empire Strikes Back, the Empire wins. He said it was more like saving Private Ryan in, in it was that it was too realistic in its battle scenes and too depressing. And I gotta say, for rogue one a movie in which everyone dies in, in mm. the final version of the film for that to be the light version oh, of the movie yeah. i don't i don't know what I, I would love to see the original cut just to see how dark it was
1: well because you know, i,
0: I turned the world I'm like every, everyone's dead everyone yeah. in this movie that that, we, that we've just followed everyone is dead
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. though that you know what's kind of interesting here is that i was talking with someone from lucasfilm Last uh, or, or late, uh, late last night, early this morning, because they were thrilled, obviously, with the numbers for Thursday and what this weekend is going to yeah, do. I,
0: I went, I went last night. Yeah, good.
1: And you know, he, you know, so we were talking about Rogue Two, and he said, "Well, you know, you know, if you recall in Jedi, there was that line, many Bothans died to bring us this information." You know, so it's like, not necessarily Rogue Two, but perhaps we can explore how they got the information for the second Death Star. So, um, but oh, yeah. Right, yeah, but, but seri-
0: uh, yeah. seriously, seriously, <laughs> the nuclear expo- explosion at the end that kills everyone is kind of the definitive one on, on these on these particular characters. Yeah. Go ahead, you're saying, uh,
1: yeah. but yeah, that that's so. Uh, just a review here. So we have uh, episode eight coming out December of 2017. In fact one day earlier than uh, uh, Rogue One. It's going to be in the 15th. Um, and, but then, six months later, uh, or actually closer to five, we get Star Wars Han Solo, the next Star Wars story.
0: Oh, so and... they really are going to do to Star Wars what they did with Marvel, where they're like you oh, know, no, six absolutely. movies in production at any given time, yeah.
1: I mean, I, I they they haven't quite gotten as aggressive as Marvel. I mean, face it. Next year alone, we have our Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two coming out on May fifth, and that's followed by Thor Ragnarok uh, November third of the, of two thousand
0: seventeen. Thor so, Fraggle Rock? Is that what you're saying?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's, it's, it's okay. Fraggle Rock. You know, uh, <laughs> hey, we're finally getting used to Muppets again. Um, <laughs> anyway, now it's just the interesting thing is what's in the Hopper. I mean, they there was you know we've got this Han Solo movie. In fact, they've they've just recast two two younger actors to be uh, Han Solo and uh, Lando Calrissian. I'm mm-hmm. blanking their names at the moment. But beyond that, uh, they've been in serious development on a Boba Fett movie, which is has been a challenge because they want to stay true to the character, which means he has to be menacing and scary, but at the same time. In this movie, he has to be uh, the hero, right. you know. So it's but but the one that's genuinely intriguing is that here's you and McGregor standing outside of all of this going on, and he has flat out done interviews in the last six months lend going, I really want to do an Obi Wan Kenobi movie, you know. I, I think yeah. some somewhere between Episode three and four. You know, and you because,
0: know, he's... yeah. That's a great point because Obi Wan Kenobi's story hasn't yet been told fully.
1: No, that's it exactly. I mean, you know, it, it, it's one of these things. So he went, and you know, the the you know, he went and hid in the desert for thirty years. It's like, really, really, you know, or, or excuse yeah, me, no, 15, and nothing happened. Nothing happened. You know, just <laughs> yeah. sat there. We go, oh, the Reader's Digest is here. Good. Okay. You know, oh, something
0: fantastic. boy well, yeah, I should really think about uh, getting the yard done to, uh, this week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but what did you think of the sort of connective tissue stuff? Whether it was like, for example, the two guys from the bar in New Hope, bumping Saw that. you know? Um. Yeah.
0: So there, there were enough nods, and they were subtle enough, I think, um, mm-hmm. that it was, it was, you could see that it was, it was a, a nod to uh, Episode Four, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and a callback. I thought, I thought the Peter Cushing stuff was just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of. I uh, Carrie Fisher is on is on stage for like 5 seconds. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. think she's a little too happy to get the plans given the fact that millions of people literally millions of people just died for the plans but uh but uh I thought all the nods were 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 very good. The, the I think the scene that was most impactful mm-hmm. was the very last scene right before right before Carrie Fisher or Princess Leia gets the the um the plans and to see how Darth Vader pursued um, the actual plans themselves, so the actual capture of leia's ship um I thought that was a great scene I thought that was that was really really well done well, well know, in terms of this it's good
1: no 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 I mean I it just it, it's funny you say that because that was on uh star wars rebels the the animated series that's on disney x d uh mm-hmm. it's the same thing that they actually brought in. You know, James Earl Jones to voice the character again, and mm-hmm. and it's it's the exact same thing. This is the big, scary Darth Vader at yeah. the height of his powers, and that whole thing where he's taking on, you know, that 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 that, that platoon of soldiers who's standing between him and the door, and how he yeah. lays waste to the room. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's you know that you know, see that's that's the thing for me is. This is the movie that delivered all of those moments that Star Wars fans wanted.
0: Yeah, I thought it was better than uh, than uh, Force Awakens actually. There, uh, there were a, there were a couple of uh, things that I thought were contrivances, like the scene where they have to get the the physical medium on you know, the tape on which mm-hmm. or the disc on which um, the battle the the Death Star plans are stored, and they're using this sort of like two handed robotic arm. I mean, you're like you're talking about. A, a civilization that has mastered light speed they and they haven 't done f t p file transfer i mean why why do you need <laughs> you, you need a giant robot arm to get a tape is I was looking at laurel like if this is on a zip drive, remember the old i o mega zip drives yeah if this is on a zip drive i 'm leaving <laughs> you know and I thought that was that was a little bit of a contrivance, you know this sort of like you yeah, know we f- have f- to flip we have there's a lot of like we have to you know we have to cross this battlefield to flip this switch type of thing mm-hmm. which is you know, it's well, it's bad storytelling. Well, yeah, um, but at
1: the same time, understand that the the this the seed for this film comes from the Dirty Dozen, Guns of Navarone. In fact, if you've ever seen Guns of Navarone, you know the whole thing of the what is it the you know the recoil mechanism of the the giant gun that's it's firing on the Allies is you know the it, it, the bomb is placed just you know just a little you know a too far back in the recoil thing and you know yeah. as a member of the audience you sit there and, and wait for the moment when it actually happens i mean that's the thing this is you know <laughs> let's be honest here rogue one is cobbled together out of new hope and so many world war ii films in fact that yeah. that's the other thing oh what i love about this movie is that you know you know the famous stories of when lucas was actually cutting together the fighting sequences uh, for for New Hope, the flying, you know, the the runs in the he's, trenches.
0: He's using uh, he's using World War Two footage, right?
1: That's it, exactly. But it, so, <laughs> so so what? You know, so if you think of that movie as more set in in Europe, you know, yeah. the the European campaign, this is the Pacific. I mean, literally the Same. assault on the, you know, when they're going after where the 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 tape is being held. Uh, yeah. You know, oh, it's, they're,
0: it's, on a, they're on a Caribbean island. They're on the the Mal- uh, or the, sorry, they're in the Maldives, not a Caribbean island. Yeah, yeah. The, oh. So I, I I I turned to Laurel when when they do the first shot of the uh, the island, and I said uh, two things. I said one, ship's registry, Bahamas, mm-hmm. and then I <laughs> and, and then I said and then I said I I don't recall them filming this on Castaway Key, but but okay, let's go with it, see what happens. <laughs> Speaking of the Pacific, uh, mm-hmm. I, one of the things you've mentioned on on a number of podcasts is mm-hmm. how. Disney, uh, Disney's casting of these films mm-hmm. is specifically done to appeal to an international audience. And I gotta say, I loved Donnie Yen
1: as oh. Jared Nimue.
0: He he is fantastic in that in that movie. But you're right. There's I mean there's uh, he's in it. Um, Jang Wen is in it mm-hmm. as uh, Bas Malbus. Uh, yeah. Who else? Uh, Mads Mikkelsen is in it as uh, Galen. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the guy? Who's the guy in it that um he was in the night of the uh the the new series
1: oh oh, oh God, I know who you're talking of um it, it, damn it okay, sorry um uh, oh, yeah yeah oh um, yeah
0: played Bodhi Rook, yeah yeah he played uh, the uh, pilot
1: yeah yeah it, it, it's and in fact that's the other thing about uh, you know the, the weird thing is this is. A Star Wars movie that it really does sort of reflect, you know, our our current understanding of war, or more to the point, how complicated things can get sometimes. Um, in fact, that's you know, I, I I love our introduction of the our hero, where once he gets some information and literally in that hand Solo shot first kind of a way, he actually shoots a guy in the back. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, well, thank you. You know, you're gonna slow me down by, you know. um <laughs> But again, you know, the whole notion of the, he, he talks about how he's been in this war since he was six years old. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, and that in the end is why, you know, I think you buy the sacrifice. So, again, from talking with folks at Lucas, in fact, that was one of the reasons um, I wanted to talk about the reshoots. And they they said, you know, the thing of the reshoots is it's not all giant stuff that we did. It's all little individual scenes you know little pieces of the mosaic that we added that lightened it just enough i mean it was still serious i mean this was let's face it this was a dark story that was always had to end this way um but they talked he talked about how they did a lot of k2 stuff that the droid you know they brought the droid back in and it's like okay
0: so uh yeah how uh, can we
1: lighten this scene and you know, um, so you know the-
0: he he is actually pretty great in it.
1: Oh yeah. no, absolutely, and, and in fact, he, you know, and I love that he gets a hero's death as well. I mean, um-
0: <laughs> like, like so, for people who haven't seen it and who are listening to this, you know, and, and are hearing these spoilers, we're not joking. Literally, everyone dies at the end of yeah. this movie. <laughs> yeah, he does. He gets the uh, every everyone everyone dies a hero's death, mm-hmm. and it, which is you know what it has to be because it's again it's foretold in the. Uh, in the crawl of uh, episode
1: four, but he all his... right
0: so so jim uh, I'll mm-hmm. rank this uh, above average or below average in terms of all star Wars films.
1: I would actually say i I would group this in like the top three or four i mean i I think you know the weird thing you know I mean there's a lot of us you know you know you who think you know like jedi. You know, we really didn't need the teddy bears, and you know, the, the prequels has a lot of talking about trade missions. But I would actually group this in with, uh, well, obviously, you know, it's it's a Lego piece that connects with New Hope. I'd put it with New Hope and Empire. Um, and me, I think, me too. That's
0: exactly where I'd put it. You know, I think. I think New Hope and Empire, you know mm-hmm. you can argue whether those are one or two, mm-hmm. um, but I think this one might be you know somewhere in the three maybe the fourth I can't think of another movie that mm-hmm. that I would uh, want to see again besides this one because I think, uh, cause I think the, the first two are the first two are the best, but yeah, I think uh, I think it's a solid movie.
1: Well, and I, I have to tell you for those you know uh, you know people who are just trying to decide, you know, should I go back? you know people are going to see this movie and immediately want to see it again for all the easter eggs and that sort of thing and I have to warn you if what my friend at Lucasfilm says comes to pass you might want to hold on till February uh, or thereabouts uh, to go out to see it again there is actually talk of you know and again they're they're reaching out to individual exhibitors and you know the notion is that you know just about the time that they're you know people are voting for the Academy for Mm -hmm. this movie um, Mm -hmm. what Disney and Lucasfilm are looking to do is put Uh, Rogue One and New Hope out in theaters at the exact same time. Oh,
0: nice. So you could see the prequel and then...
1: Yes, you you know, and just, you know, the whole notion to show the craft of the thing. I, and you know, but again, I, 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 you know, I, I, you know, it was one of these things talking with them with a fifty-seven-year-old bladder, and it's like you're going to have an intermission, right? I mean, the first one was two hours <laughs> exactly, and eighteen yeah. minutes long. <laughs> you're, you're not just going to go straight from Leia saying, "Hey, we have hope," and then go straight into the new one, because you know, I, I, I don't want to be um with the people who die on the beach, okay? <laughs> exactly, know?
0: exactly. Yeah you
1: know but <laughs> all still. right
0: one one real quick uh, last thing i was reading uh, somewhere that said that and you talked about this earlier in the show uh in preparation for the upcoming set of movies mm-hmm. disney went back and essentially disavowed most of the star wars what was the star wars canon at the time they disney went back and said only the movies and some of the books
1: mm-hmm.
0: are official star wars canon everything else got put into what's called the legends
1: yeah, and, and it's interesting you bring that up because that when John Knowles initially pitched the idea of doing this movie about, um, you know, the, the the rebel spies who got the Death Star plans, you know, there were, there was enough people who worked at Lucasfilm long enough to go, no, wait a minute, didn't we cover that in the radio series that ran on NPR? And and sure enough, they did. They had. Yeah. And, so and I, in fact, I, I
0: read it, I read in the uh, in Wikipedia, which mm-hmm. is the, the the official repository, that there were no less than nine separate stories. Wow. Okay. Of how the plans got uh, <laughs> how the plans got got stolen, mm-hmm. so uh, so yeah, so Disney's disavowed that. This is now the official. This is canon. Yeah, uh, and
1: and going forward, that, that but this this is now the world we're in now, folks. We are going to continue on with the you know the the episodic saga. You know that'll be every what uh, two years now, yeah. and and in between we are going to get. You know some very interesting films that sort of bump out the borders of the universe, and
0: I think it's got to be less pressure too because it's uh, it's those those in between movies. They can be more fun. They can take more chances, Mm -hmm. like this one again, very dark, Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, but still a a good film. So I'm looking forward to those.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it gets but it gets just for me. It's fascinating that you know. In fact, uh, you know, it's hard to remember this time last year. You know what was really making the folks at Lucasfilm nervous? Yeah. What? was Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians had had done basically a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And, and the notion was like, oh, crap, we're doing the first new Star Wars movie since, you know, the, the last prequel. And mm-hmm. what if people use Guardians, which was fun and had colorful characters and great effects, as the yardstick for our movie? And what if we don't measure up?
0: <laughs> we're screwed, yeah. You
1: know, but but luckily, you know, people really did embrace it. But at the same time, remember, much like what happened with Rogue One, when Harrison Ford broke his leg, they actually were looking at the film and used again, the fact that Harrison was out of commission for five to six weeks as an excuse to reshoot a lot of the scenes and make them lighter. Yeah. So, That's true. Yeah.
0: yeah. So they, uh, they 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 have done reshoots. All right. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, cool. Good, Jim. Thanks for the thanks for this uh, doing this quick show. We will we have a bonus uh, another bonus iTunes show for people coming up later on in the month, and then we will be back with our regular schedule on January 1st for Jim. This is Len. We will see you on the next show.